Big 12 football media days all wrapped up. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. It is great to be with you. Now, we are coming to you from a remote location, beachside. Can't tell you where at the moment, but taking a little time away after Big 12 media days this week. Really, this is the only chance for those of us who do what we do. Get a little rest these next couple of weeks and then get set for the college football season, which is just a few weeks away. So don't have the usual backdrop, a little bit of a different layout for those of you watching on YouTube, but we appreciate you being here on the podcast on YouTube. As always, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you joining us here on the show. So if you did not follow our content this past week at Big 12 Media Days, well, let me just tell you, you were missing out. You were missing out because we had an absolutely outstanding time. We had five guys there, myself, Derek Duke, Matthew Postens, Brian Clinton, Joe Tillery. Uh, We had our best ever coverage of Big 12 Media Days in the nine years that I've been covering the Big 12 Conference, owner of Heartland College Sports. So we were so proud and so grateful for many of you that did consume the content. If you haven't seen it, Be sure to hop on the Instagram, especially, and Twitter. Uh, We put up great videos. We asked, and and Joe did a great job with this, asking some of the players, you know, to imitate their coach, their favorite fast food, things like that. We just had a lot of fun at Big 12 Media Days covering all this. So if you haven't seen the content, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and be sure to check out some of what we posted. Now, I want to give you my top five takeaways from Big 12 Media Days this past week. And I'll start off with Brett Yormark. It is so obvious that the Big 12 has been longing for this kind of leadership at the top of the conference. It is incredible to watch how Brett Yormark has really been able to bring these guys together, bring these 12 new teams together, of course, the eight remaining, the new four, and also intertwine with OU and Texas and give OU and Texas some respect, but not kowtowing to them. I feel like Brett Yormark has done an outstanding job of that. He's shown respect for Oklahoma and Texas, but he has not allowed, and he did not allow, Texas to run roughshod over the Big 12. I'll give you a great example. After Brett Yormark got off the stage, and this was a piece we wrote about, This is also a video on our Instagram and Twitter page you can go back and look at. Brett Yormark was asked by an OU or Texas reporter, hey, what's it going to mean for the Big 12 when it comes to recruiting with OU and Texas being gone since, as this reporter put it, they have carried the Big 12 in recruiting for the last several years. And Brett Yormark shot back and he said, well, they haven't been in the Big 12 title game the last couple of years, so I'm not sure if they've led the way in recruiting. And then he goes on to say, I've got respect for him, but he was right to point that out. I mean, okay, they've led in the 247 and Rivals recruiting rankings, but what's it gotten them? Have they actually been the best recruiters? And if so, they haven't developed the best because they haven't been in the league championship game the last couple of years, right? So like, that's a fair thing for Brett Yormark to point out, and I'm glad that he did. He wasn't trying to be, you know, rude, obnoxious, degrading towards OU in Texas, but he's simply pointing out to one of the OU or Texas reporter homers, and Lord knows there's plenty of those out there, and uh, frankly, I'm not going to miss those guys starting next uh, Big 12 Media Days, but like, he's right to point out, okay, what's that gotten them? Fine, they've recruited well, according to the rankings the last couple of years. They have not gotten themselves into a Big 12 championship game the last two years. 
Texas hasn't won a league title in almost 15. And they've always had a top 10 recruiting class, more or less. So your mark is right to point that out, and good for him. And then you just look at the style. Brett Yormark kind of did this town hall where he got up there at media days. He spoke for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes, highlighted all the great successes for the Big 12 on and off the field, on and off the court. And um, then he does a sit down with an ESPN reporter. That went very well. Little fluff, but fine. Five, 10 minutes of that. And then he took questions from the media for the better part of a half hour. He answered every question. Nothing was off limits. Respectful. He was very positive about the future of this league, and he was just clearly the alpha male, the alpha dog in the room. And the Big 12 has so desperately needed this over the last several years, and they've got it. And you know what? To Brett Yormark's credit, he gave credit to his predecessor, Bob Bowlesby. You know, I mean, there's a lot of criticism of Bob Bowlesby. I have not been as critical of Bob Bowlesby as others. I thought that... You know, people get on Bob Bowlesby for Texas and OU leaving. That was inevitable. There's nothing Bob Bowlesby could have done to stop that, right? And then, boom, when that happens, he fires back at ESPN. He threatens to sue him. He adds four new teams in the span of six weeks, four great additions, of course, that are coming to this league. He, he did everything he could have done. And your mark, to his credit, gave Bob Bowlesby credit for the job that he did handing off the reins to Brett Yormark. So a lot of guys who are, you know, like Yormark and kind of have the alpha attitude, they can be, for lack of a better word, kind of douchey sometimes and kind of, it's all about me, 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 me. But he has a humility um, and a style that does not rub you the wrong way at all just kind of more of a rah-rah, go Big 12 attitude, and and that's what this league needs right now as it tries to keep pace in the arms race that is college athletics. So I thought that overall, Brett Yormark could not have done a better job in terms of how he started Big 12 media days. Now, I think the late start, they started at like noon on Wednesday, and I know the fan doesn't care about that, but I thought that was late. I didn't understand. You know, most of the media is twiddling their thumbs for two hours before the thing gets going. But neither here nor there. Um, overall, in terms of how he kicked it off, it was outstanding. So that was number one in terms of looking at this league and, and um, you know, really hyping this league up. So the number two takeaway for me from Big 12 Media Days, unity. That word kept coming to mind. For the first time, probably since the founding of the Big 12, 25 to 30 years ago, there has been unity in this conference in a way that there simply has not been in 25, 30 years, right? Since the mid-90s, since the Big 12 was formed. And you can argue that it's even more unified than when the Big 12 was founded. Because when the Big 12 was founded, you kind of had the clunkiness of, which Southwest Conference teams were coming in, some were getting left out. You got the Alphas from the Big 8 stuck with the Southwest Conference Alphas, Texas, Nebraska. There was never any love lost there. So even the Big 12 from its formation was clunky. Now, it was a great conference, but it was clunky in terms of how it came together. And it was never clear or obvious that there was a lot of unity. Even from the get-go, everybody was watching over their shoulders. And that's not where the Big 12 is right now. You genuinely have 12 teams that are as united as I've ever seen. Go through the history of the Big 12, right? 
from 95 to when it starts breaking apart, you know, 15 years ago or so. And then A&M's leaving and Nebraska's leaving and Colorado's leaving and Missouri's leaving. And you're wondering if the league's going to survive. And then you get the new 10 team edition. But even over the last 10 years or so, does the Big 12 expand? OU and Texas don't want to, so they don't. But some of the other teams do. And then, of course, we know how the last two, three years have gone. So it has been a clunky, clunky, clunky history for the Big 12 Conference. That's kind of been the definition of the Big 12. Drama-filled and clunky. And I'll tell you right now, that is not where this league is. Credit to its leadership, but also credit to the 12-member institutions. You've got the hateful eight, whatever you want to call them, that have been through this roller coaster for the better part of the last you know, several years now, and they just want to be rowing in the same direction. They feel like they finally have that. And then you got the four new teams that are just fired up and excited to be there. So I, I was, as I'm going around, I'm, you know, they're talking about expansion, obviously, that's a big topic, but they're just having these conversations and it's all about how together everybody is. And that people say that sometimes when they're blowing smoke, there was no smoke being blown on this front. This was genuine. These 12 teams are fired up. They love their leadership. They love the direction of this conference. They're happy to be there. They want to be there. They're not trying to get out the side door as quickly as they can. That's not where this league is right now for the first time since I've been covering it and arguably for the first time ever. That's what's impressive to me. And that was really a joy to watch over the last couple of days at Big 12 Media Days. It was just outstanding. And it was so, so um, appreciated as somebody who's been covering this league for over a decade now. Now, my third big takeaway from Media Days, the new guys, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. These guys are going to be fun to cover. If you are, Now, listen, I'm somebody who didn't have a lot of familiarity and still doesn't have a ton of familiarity with the four new schools. But I can tell you right now, from our vantage point with Heartland College Sports, these new four schools are going to give us great access and we're excited to bring you that access in a way that, you know, we have developed with the eight teams that are staying, but we didn't get to do a lot of with OU in Texas for a variety of reasons. These four teams, they want to get their brand out there. If you're one of the other eight fan bases in the Big 12, they want you to visit them. They want you to consider going to away games. They want to be part of what the culture is in the Big 12 conference. I mean, I've got an interview with the Houston Athletic Director, Chris Pesman, that's going to drop on YouTube and the podcast here in the next couple of weeks. Be sure to look out for that. That's going to be outstanding. I can't wait to share that with you. He's a great guy. Um, we're looking to do the same with Cincinnati and BYU and UCF. And if it wasn't me, we had staff members at Heartland College Sports who all met the new guys and met the new um, schools and the ADs and the brand directors and everything else. And, and they were just really good folks who want to be a part of this league. They're not here to stir up drama. They're not here because they're looking for the off-ramp. They're here because they want to be here and they want to connect with the fan. And if you want to connect with the general Big 12 fan, Heartland College Sports is the place to do it. Uh, that's not to insult anybody else who does this for a living, but we are the preeminent independent Big 12 digital media outlet, and there's not a close second. And a lot of them have spoken positively about our coverage and our content, and, and we've really enjoyed that. 
And we appreciate that. And we appreciate them. And uh, just know that whether you're a fan of one of these new schools, we want to bring you that coverage. I admit I'm still learning your teams, so bear with me and bear with us as a staff. But we're going to do our best to make sure that we do bring you outstanding coverage on that front. And they want to help us which is just as important as anything else. So that was something that I was just really excited about to put some face time in with the four new schools and just know that they really, really want to be here and they want to be a part of this league. My fourth biggest takeaway from Big 12 Media Days is how topsy-turvy and unpredictable this league is. Every coach feels, for the most part, outside of like Texas, feels like the media is undervaluing them. Mike Gundy was asked, hey, uh, how do you feel about being picked seventh in the preseason rankings? And Gundy's like, I don't even know how people predict this stuff. I don't know how you guys get this information. I don't know what you're doing. But nobody actually thinks that they are going to finish where they're going to finish. As far as, I mean, every coach I talk to, now some are trying to temper expectations, But a lot of them are basically of the attitude, hey, we're going to finish better than you guys predict. Neil Brown. Neil Brown is so fired up right now. Now, here's the thing. Neil Brown had a great Big 12 Media Days two years ago, and I wrote about it, and I was like, geez, I think Neil Brown knows something we don't. Well, you know, they had a mediocre season. So I'm not sitting here suggesting that Neil Brown, who's predicted to finish last in the Big 12 at West Virginia, is going to finish like in third place. But my point is, all the teams, when you look at the Big 12 Conference, every team thinks they'll do better than what they're picked to do, outside of like Texas and maybe Kansas State, who was picked second. The rest of them are like, no, 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 no. You guys got it wrong. You guys, you don't have your bearings straight. You don't know what we've got going on. Iowa State loves being in the underdog spot. Matt Campbell loves being overlooked, right? He thrives off of that. Oklahoma. Even though, of course, you know, they're still Oklahoma, uh, I think they got a bit of a chip on their shoulders. Oklahoma State has a chip on its shoulders. Kansas has the preseason offensive player of the year. They've got multiple preseason first-team All-Big 12 guys, and they're picked to finish, like, what, ninth or 10th in the league. So when you go down the list here, people are, you know, Baylor will tell you that Baylor's being undervalued going into the season. So when you look at this conference... Every team believes the media picked them lower than they should. And that goes to show you how deep this conference is. And that was said over and over and over again by so many at Media Days, from Gus Malzahn, a new guy, to Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, to to Lance Leipold. They all referred to the Big 12 as the deepest conference in the country. And that's because it is. You look at the SEC, and I had an interview with Sam Acho the other day. It's only on the podcast. It's not on YouTube. I talked to Sam Acho, ESPN analyst, um, at Media Days on Wednesday, and he was going down. I said, hey, is this the deepest conference in America? Now, he covers all the college football, and he's like, let me think. And he's like, hmm, ACC, not as deep, SEC, not as deep, Pac-12, not as deep, Big Ten. He's like, yeah, 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 the Big 12 is the deepest conference in America. Now, of course, I believe that, but he had to think about it. And then he goes, yeah, the Big 12 is the deepest conference in America. There's no doubt about it. And that was something when, I, when I've got an ESPN analyst who hadn't really thought about it, but then he does, and then he comes to the same conclusion that I believe and that many of you believe, I'm like, okay, now we got something going here. 
now people are, I'm starting to open the eyes of ESPN analysts who are like, yeah, I, I would agree with you there, Pete. This is the deepest conference in America. And that was as encouraging as anything else. This Big 12 season is going to be as unpredictable as any. Because first off, it's not a true round robin anymore, which means you're going to have schedules that will matter. Who's got an easier schedule? You can actually analyze that, which you really couldn't in the past. Because everybody played everybody. It was just a matter of if you had them home and away. Now you've got to analyze the schedules, and you've got 14 teams. None of those 14 believe they've got the worst team in the conference. None of those 14 believe that they're going to finish last in the conference this year. And then you factor in, as we've talked about on this show, the emotions of OU and Texas leaving, how that plays into the other teams as they go to face OU or Texas this year. Uh, it is going to be, I believe, like un unlike anything we've ever seen. Now, I don't think the league right now has a playoff team because it's going to be so topsy-turvy, but we'll see. We'll watch it closely and see how it plays out. Next up, the last takeaway from Media Days, the last couple of days, to share with you here on Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks for joining us. The last big takeaway to me was OU and Texas and the awkwardness of their final Big 12 Media Days. And it was awkward at times. You know, Steve Sarkeesian and Brent Venables kind of had a similar approach of, we don't really want to talk about the SEC. We're here to talk about this season in the Big 12 and we want to win a conference championship. And that's the right approach for each of those guys. I give them credit for taking that approach. That's the approach that they should take as two head coaches trying to win this year. They don't want to have the target on their backs any more than they already do, right? There's no benefit to them to having the target on their backs in a bigger way. That wouldn't benefit them. That does no good for them. So they're like, hey, SEC stuff, whatever. We're here to join and talk about the Big 12. But everybody there, for the most part, wants to talk about the SEC and them leaving and what this last year is going to be like. And they don't want to treat it like that. They both want to treat it as if this year and this season is it. They just want to look at this year um, as uh, for what it is. But they can't really do that. The media doesn't want to do that. And let's be honest, the fan bases don't want to do that. So they are in this incredibly awkward spot where they want to treat this like it's just another season. But we all know that it isn't another season. We all know that this is unlike any other season because this is it. They're gone after this year. There's nothing else for them to do or be a part of in this league. And that created some awkwardness. That created some uncomfortable questions. Now, I think both coaches handled those perfectly fine, but uh, it, is, it is a preview of what's to come this year. It's a preview of a conference that is going to be awkward, clunky, and uncomfortable at times. And by the way, I'm here for that. I think it's going to be fascinating, drama-filled football on the Big 12 field this season. It is going to be so much fun to follow. So much fun. I can't wait. I just can't wait. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. Those are our five big takeaways from Big 12 Media Days. If you're on YouTube, we are at a remote beachside location, so that's why we've got a different backdrop than usual here on the show. But thanks for joining us. I didn't want to leave you guys hanging just because I took a little vacation. So uh, let me get to just a couple of your questions here on the show. 
Pete, what was the most exciting team to cover at Media Days? That's a great question. The most exciting... Oh, you're putting me on the spot here, but I don't want to leave you hanging. You didn't come here for soft takes. The most exciting team to cover at Media Days. You know what? The most exciting team to cover at Media Days to me... And this might not be the answer some of you expected. The Kansas Jayhawks. They've got the Big 12 preseason player of the year in Jalen Daniels. And Jalen Daniels, if you didn't see, and you can read about it on the site or on our Instagram, he had this watch, or no, excuse me, he had a necklace that had an Apple watch on it that was showing his highlights from last year. Like the Kansas Jayhawks in year three of a head coach, as bad as they've been, have the preseason player of the year and one of the best coaches in the conference right now. Think about that. I mean, I never thought, if you told me two years ago, after the Les Miles drama, they bring in this guy from Buffalo, Lance Leipold, you know, longtime Division three head coach before that, and in two years they'd have the preseason player of the year be coming off a bowl game and one of the hottest commodities potentially in the league, I'd be like, what? And more preseason first team all Big 12 players than Oklahoma? I'd say no way. So I've got to give the edge to Kansas there in terms of the most exciting team to cover at Big 12 Media Days just because it was so unpredictable. So unpredictable. Uh, what else do we have here? Pete, there's some serious smoke coming out from Colorado. I know. I know. I'm hearing a lot of rumors, as you are. I, you know, Right now, it's a lot of just online rumors. So we're just going to chalk it up to that. I don't want to do one of these shows where I'm speculating on you know, nameless Twitter people who don't actually put a name to their reporting. I'm not going to do that. But yes, there is a lot of smoke around Colorado. Let's see how it plays out. And uh, we'll be following closely. Am I a closeted Kansas fan? No, I'm not. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, Pete, another show said Kansas was the most arrogant. I I don't know the other show. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that show. Uh, What else? Is Jamie Pollard still hiding from your mark after the commissioner got blindsided by the Jack Trice 100-year anniversary question? That That was an inappropriate question to put to Brett Yormark in front of the whole media. That was a guy from the Des Moines Register. By the way, the guy from the Des Moines Register, I think it was Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register, if my memory serves me correctly, he was one of the guys who was complaining about the Big 12 media having to sit up in the rafters at the Big 12 basketball tournament. I think he was on that list of media guys who was crying about that. So, you know, that may have been a question to embarrass him. I don't know, but whatever. Uh, You know, to me, that's something you ask your mark on the side. He was readily available the whole time. Uh, That's not a question you ask in front of the entire media on TV, unless you maybe know the answer to the question. I mean, you know, the Jack Trice thing, yes, that's a big deal. But did that have to be asked in that moment? Debatable, debatable, to put it politely. Uh, What else do we have here from you guys on YouTube Live? Pete, we should challenge the SEC in football, baseball, and basketball. There's time for that. There's time for that. I'm not going to predict it's happening right now. The SEC is king in football. I will readily admit that. I'm not going to BS you. And, of course, the Big 12 is king in basketball. It will take time for football to get on that level. But it can happen. It can happen with the right leadership. There's no doubt about it. 
Thanks, guys, for being here. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and on the podcast. And as always, you get a free Heartland College Sports Koozie. When you leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Be sure to hook it up there. It, it, especially as football season comes up, it's a great way to help out this site. And we so appreciate you doing that. And do know this, if you are, and we're building out shows, but we have specific podcasts focused on Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech. So just search Heartland College Sports wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll see all our team-by-team shows as well. You guys have a great day. Appreciate you. I'm not predicting who's winning Farmageddon on, uh, in the middle of July. I-, I love you guys, but I can't do it right now, Jeremy. Come on, brother. I'm not going to predict Farmageddon in mid-July. Come on now. <laughs> love you guys. Appreciate all you do. Have a great rest of your summer, and we'll be talking to you here in the next few days. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care. Hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. Thanks so much.